There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome back to Ready to Pop, the ultimate pregnancy podcast series hosted by me, journalist and author and woman currently up the duff, Caroline Foran. And I am thrilled to be joined by Grace Mongi, known on social media as Faces by Grace, mother of two gorgeous little tots who has kindly given her time to share her insights as our been there mama. This particular episode is proudly sponsored by Pennies, the ultimate destination for all of your newborn baby clothing needs and every other need I have for that matter. I personally have plans to buy them out of their organic cotton range, not just because the price points are so good, because the quality and the style is also incredible. The collection comes in five natural colour options and all pieces are made with the GOTS certified organic cotton. I'm also delighted to run an exciting giveaway with pennies for this particular episode. They have kindly offered one lucky listener a voucher worth €100 euro which you could spend on all your baby bits and bobs or perhaps on their new wellness collection which would be lovely for your own self-care throughout pregnancy. To be with the chance of winning, share this episode on your Instagram. Be sure to tag me at Caroline Foran and Primark. But for now, let's hear from Grace. Grace Mongi, thank you so much for joining me on Ready to Pop my pregnancy podcast series. I'm so excited to sit down with you. Welcome, first of all, to the studio. Um, So you're not currently ready to pop yourself. Thank God. But you have popped twice in the past. And you are mama to beautiful Sienna. She's just absolutely stunning. And your newest arrival, who is beside us here, and he's as good as gold, baby Hayden. So you've been there. And you've you've bought the maternity t-shirt. How are you feeling now as a mother of two? Because I haven't Um, seen you since... No, since since I was pregnant with Hayden. Yeah, I'm feeling good. Um, it's nice not to be pregnant. Oh, yes, I miss those days. <laughs> yeah, um, being able to run properly again. But it is a bit hectic and yeah. I have even less time for myself now. So when I do have time, I try to take advantage of it. Well, that. you still look amazing. So you're still getting your time for your makeup and yeah. your nice outfits curated. <laughs> he had to sit in his um, in his cot while I got ready this morning. Aww. And a friend of mine took Sienna to crash because her little boy is in the same crash. So you kind of have to think of ways to get around yeah to be like really adaptable yeah you don't get that lie on anymore and oh god yeah. okay it's all ahead of me and I'm such a big sleeper as well so I'm already and we have builders in the house at the moment and they're like knocking at the door quarter to seven or quarter to eight and I'm like this is horrible <laughs> and my husband <laughs> Barry's like um you're gonna have to get used to that so yeah. it's probably good training for me um so yes yeah, so Hayden is here with us Hayden not Hayden, Hayden. not Hayden yeah Hayden. No, Hayden um so if there's any little gurgles in the background it's, it's just our sound effects to make it all feel very real yeah but he's just such a little gem like this is a really good um advertisement for having a little boy which yes. i'm having because he's just so quiet and he's not usually is he not no because he okay, just probably jinxed up, him now but he screams and i don't remember sienna doing that but all he does is shout and scream like not oh. crying or anything just just wants a bit of attention just found his voice and yeah. hasn't stopped oh that's great yeah well not for you i suppose no <laughs> <laughs> you kind of get used to it yeah, so I want to go back to the very beginning and your first pregnancy with Sienna. Yes. So obviously there's, I'm sure, a huge difference between your first and your second because the first time around, it's all new to you. Yeah. And you've, you know, you've never did, done, done it before. How did you find that overall experience with Sienna? Um, I really loved it. I was so excited to have a bump. I did find it very tiring, but I didn't have any complications during my pregnancy. I never was 
ill or sick, just tiredness. Wow. You didn't have any morning sickness? No, just kind of right at the beginning, just nausea. Yeah. Just kind of feeling a bit, oh, um, in the mornings, but never got sick. Literally was just floored with tiredness and wow. I had just gone self-employed. So I was lucky that I could actually nap during the day, which really helped. Me too. Yeah, I am finding because I was so sick in the first few months, I'm feeling better now. I just don't know how I would have coped if I was in an office. Yeah. And I have friends who are pregnant now who are much more sick than I was and they're in and out of the toilet the whole and time. And trying to hide it Trying as well. to hide it as yeah. well. Oh my God, I can't, I can't imagine it. Tiredness wise, I didn't really, I personally haven't noticed myself being any more tired than usual. I think because I was so sick, my body was like in shock yeah. that I didn't feel. But now that I'm in my yeah, second trimester, I'm much sleepier. Oh, I'm, are you? Yeah, no, my have... second trimester, I had loads of energy. Yeah, I'm waiting for that to come. Yeah, and then it goes again. Okay. Like 30 weeks goes again. Okay, okay. And how was it being your first time? I mean, had you had you read a lot about what to expect? Had you... No, did, not it, really. I just was going with the flow. I did kind of research a lot. Um, and I went to my classes and stuff. I The one thing I noticed is I gained so much weight. And I did on him as well. Yeah, I gained like six or seven stone. And it's I, like I never weighed myself beforehand and I don't I haven't really like found out I guess I'll ask the experts this as well but like what's normal and what's not was that just from eating a lot to kind of well keep yeah. yourself feeling well and um I had so much water retention on Sienna like every part of me was swollen so I wow. couldn't even I used to just wear flip-flops and like they would leave an indent in my foot because oh I was that swollen my ankles were just it was like knee to ankle just straight down and I already I have like I've been born with cankles so I'm waiting yeah. for that to there's no ankle there at all so I'm waiting for that was that like late, much later on in the pregnancy I'd say that was from about like 28 weeks it all started to change started to get a lot of heartburn that was the only major thing I remember one day just came home and I had texted him like I don't feel well get me something for heartburn and he came in and he's like I've had to go to three different shops and here's a concoction of everything and I just burst out crying and I was like you've no idea oh god but that was like the worst of it was heartburn and that from 28 weeks up until I gave birth was constant and then it's gone and then like the next day it's just everything back to normal wow okay yeah. that's really reassuring yeah you documented the labour mm-hmm. bravely on Snapchat yeah. and I, I was never a Snapchat person I was like I can't deal with one more yeah. uh, form of media to distract me so I I didn't see any of it um, but <laughs> that's, much that's when I had heard about you yeah. and that, I suppose that kind of propelled you massively into the media space for, for being so um, open about yeah. something that's so hey. oh there we go <laughs> <laughs> for being so open and I guess sharing I guess the gory details and the reality of you know I think before then I'd say women had this notion of pregnancy as just this beautiful miracle and it just yeah. pops out and that's not the case at all. No. Um, so how, how did you make a decision that you were going to share that or are you just because you're quite open like me you would just share stuff anyway? Yeah, I like spoke to my fiancé and said like do you think I should just give my phone to my sister and get her to like snap a few beauty products to make it look like I'm online or will I just carry on as I'm doing? And he was like, well it's not really in you to not share um, so I just shared and I just said like my waters have broke, I'm like having contractions and then like my journey into hospital um, and kind of just updated like I'm five centimetres dilated, just okay. had the epidural. So you, you didn't have it like a, a tripod set up at the end no, of the bed. <laughs> like, And I remember Chris said to me like, will I, do you want me to record any of this? Because the midwife was like, we're about to start pushing. Oh, and wow. I was like, no, <laughs> put the phone away. Yeah, okay. So for that moment you wanted to just be... 
in the moment. Yeah, and it was just a nice distraction and it was fun. Like the two of us were having a bit of crack with it while I was like not having a contraction. And then once you get the epidural, like it went so slow from then. So we were just kind of keeping up to date, telling people what was going on. Yeah. I guess I guess that is a nice distraction, and yeah. you know, if you're so used to sharing stuff, it just it's. Uh, I feel that for me, sharing what I'm going through is a coping mechanism. Yeah, it's not always just about the audience. It actually helps me to share to to not bottle everything in. Yeah, I always find that really helps me get things off my chest. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. it's, it is. I mean, I don't know if anyone cares about all the stuff I'm talking no, about, but, but at least you've got an outlet. It does there. help. Yeah, you have yeah. an outlet. Um, and how was how was that received when you were like? Did people were people like, "Wow, this is I haven't seen this kind of content before," or were people thanking you for for kind of showing what really what to expect? Yeah, there was a lot of people that were literally about to go into labour, and they were like, "It was so nice to see the delivery suite because I had no idea what it looked like," yeah. or like where you have to go for your file and just what it's like and it kind of put people at ease I don't know if I had I was like if I was just about to give birth I don't know if I'd want to know exactly yeah I suppose at that point what There's can no you going do back. about it yeah um, and but then, it, is, it is so shrouded in mystery I mean until I mean even for me like until I was pregnant I didn't know anything really about pregnancy because you spent your whole life your whole adult life I suppose avoid trying it. to avoid it yeah. and then suddenly it's like this mental shift where you're like happy with getting pregnant and then you're you are pregnant and I had to start from scratch being like how does the reproductive system work I didn't even know that when you find out you're pregnant you're actually already two weeks pregnant yeah. even though that nothing had happened yeah. so I suppose for people and that's the point of this series as well is to kind of take some of the mystery and some of the overwhelm out, out of it, it. Yeah. yeah those those first few weeks with a newborn your first newborn with Sienna yeah. is that all a blur now um, and what advice would you have for that time because people say to me you're obviously like strung out on tiredness and overwhelm but some of my friends said they wish they could go back and appreciate them being that tiny or appreciate how much they slept yeah and just kind of take it easy I oh and on the other side I did get back out straight away so I made sure before Chris went back to work and I think this really helped me to just get back out like I went to an event and Sienna was still teeny tiny and I went to the shopping centres and I started driving again just to get my bearings and to know that I'd be okay and he said he felt a lot more reassured going back to work knowing that I was able to be independent you and weren't to get out bound. no until like I could put the buggy down and I could take the car seat out of the car and just do all those things because I think I think my sister-in-law found it hard to get back out as she stayed in um she said she really struggled when my brother went back to work but yeah that was the one thing and I always said that was to just find your bearings, find out where the changing unit is in the shopping centre, okay, where the yeah. feeding room is. Um, make sure you know how to pack your bag because it isn't easy getting out of the house. And I know that sounds so simple, but... Oh, I can imagine. It, oh, yeah, and then yeah. two come along and you're like, oh my God. Yeah, okay. So you'd probably become a pro, like, expert packer by now. Yeah, but I always... Like, I have a handbag today with a nappy and a <laughs> packet of wipes. And I was in my mom's the other day and like the baby had an explosion and I had to put Sienna's vest and leggings on him because I wasn't prepared. Oh, God. I feel like, oh, yeah, you're just, there's always something. Yeah, okay, catch so you, out. you never necessarily have it all figured out. No, but you and just... I never am. I'm not the type of person that has a full nappy bag. Like some of my friends would have everything mm. if I needed it. But I'm just like, oh, just grab a yeah. nappy and wipes and hope for the best. Something I'm really interested in is, um, and I have been talking about this a lot on my other podcast, my anxiety podcast, is um, is like the whole idea of self-compassion. And I think that 
going into pregnancy, women are probably very, can be very hard on themselves in yeah. terms of like what to expect from themselves or when it comes to when the baby comes, am I doing this right? Am I am I doing the feeding right? Am I, is he latching on to the boob okay? Yeah. Is, um, you know, should I breastfeed, should I not? Were you, were you kind to yourself or were you very hard on yourself when you were a new mother? Because I think it's so, it's so easy to be so hard on yourself. Yeah, I think the for the first few weeks, even before I had Sienna, I kept saying to Chris, like, will I be good at this? And yeah. like, what if the baby doesn't bond with me? And you kind of have all those doubts. And then it's just when the baby comes along and the first few weeks you are trying to reassure yourself that like, yeah, you're doing a good job and this is all you can do. And even when I had Hayden, I kept saying to Chris, I feel like I'm not holding him as much. He's like, you're breastfeeding. Of course you're holding him. Like mm-hmm. you're holding him more than I am anyway. So, like, there's always those little doubts in your mind or am I doing it right or... And do you think it's important to sort of express those doubts? Because otherwise, like we said, if you don't put it out there, it's it's in there and it's yeah. still like a valid concern or a valid worry or fear that you have. So do you find that, like, talking to Chris was, it was, instead of just saying, no, be positive, like, did it help you to be like, oh, I'm concerned that I'm not holding him or yeah. that he could say, well, actually, I can see the wood from the trees and you can't. Yeah, and he's so, like, don't be so silly. Yeah. Oh... <laughs> You are so good. This is great. I don't need to put any um, sound effects on, on the <laughs> podcast now. And then, how long? Here we go. Now. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Do you want a little cuddle? <laughs> um, how long was it then between Sienna and Hayden? Nearly three years. Okay. Yeah. So I was, I think I was a month or so. Oh no, sorry. No, she'd just gone two. So two years, yeah. Um, she was just two when I found out I was pregnant. Okay. And she was really independent and she was at a really good age. And when he came along, she kind of really understood what was going on. I feel like a gap of like one year, or a year and a half is a little bit too small for me. I kind of needed her to know. So she wasn't like a baby anymore. No. She was a toddler. So you found that easier. Yeah. And I was able to like potty train her before we got rid of the doji, so like she was a little bit more grown up, which yeah. helped a lot. Yeah. Do you think that women um, are thinking a lot these days about like popping them out quickly, just for for being in nappy phase for yeah, just to to get it to done. Get it done. But you found it helpful to have a bit of breathing space. Yeah, and I wanted her to be a little bit more independent, and she just started crash. So mm-hmm. she went to crash in September. So I had that alone time with him as well, which was really nice. Yeah, I couldn't imagine all day every day with two of them hanging out with me so it's yeah. nice to have a little bit of a long time we go to baby sensory and clap handies and I'm doing things with him on my own as well which yeah. is nice yeah you need that time as yeah. well and how did that pregnancy differ from Sienna because it was a boy so I mean yeah, I'm always no, curious people really. say that's so typical of a boy pregnancy or that's so typical of a girl pregnancy is that is they are they all myths do yeah you think? I didn't really I didn't really find any difference really in pregnancy man my bump my bump was a lot pointier on Sienna but I had my placenta on the front on Hayden, so it kind of blocked. Okay. Um, like it was a lot flatter. But that is that was a normal only, thing to happen? Yeah, it doesn't really matter as long okay. as it's not down. Um, it doesn't matter where it is, but you don't feel as many kicks. But yeah, he was a strong boy. And how big was he when he came in? Oh God, big. He was nine four or nine six. And Sienna was yeah. nine one. Yeah, he was nine six, and Sienna was nine one. And both natural vaginal yeah. births. Yeah. Yeah. On him, it was a bit scarier than Sienna's. I had to have, um, I was rushed down to theatre with him. They thought I was going to have to have a section, but we used the suction and I got him out. That was kind of scary, very scary at the time. So a completely different labour experience. Yeah. I was induced on him, which was amazing. 
I was so nervous to be induced. But so I, what does that mean then? You were oh, you had gone so over? I, yeah, I was 10 days over on him. Um, so they brought me in, induced me. And what, what is involved in that? So she just broke my water okay. and I was put on a drip. I can't remember what it is that they put in, but it just kind of starts your contractions. Okay. And yeah, I was so calm. I just went, well, the morning I went in, I was so nervous. Like I was crying all the time. And then... Why do you think that was? I don't know, just nerves. Yeah. Because I knew what was coming, I suppose. Okay, so maybe, I always assume it's scarier the first time around, but maybe what you don't know doesn't... You know, you don't know what it feels like and then you're like, God, I know. Okay, so now that you've been through it, you're like, I know what's ahead of me. Yeah. So I was, I went in at like 7am, that was like check-in time for induction and they didn't have a bed in the delivery suite so I sent home so that was nice I got to go home had a McDonald's nice yeah watched a movie had a little nap and then went back in and I felt so much better the second time around going in so were you having the contractions at that no, point no no I hadn't started I wasn't okay. even in labour at that point Um. so then they brought me in I just got into my dressing gown like was able to use the bathroom the last time I went into the delivery suite I was in the height of it and I was like crying out for an epidural so it's nice to go in calmly, yeah. suss out the room, get comfortable. And then they just broke my water, which was fine. Yeah. Completely fine. Now, that's not like what happens in the movies, is it? No. Okay, you're not standing in a, in a shop mark. No, like, and, a big and even puddle. on Sienna, it was just like I kind of peed myself a little bit. Okay. And then hours later, I think nearly 12 hours later, my proper waters broke. Okay, and that's more of a That was like flush. a gush. Yeah, that <laughs> was gush. in, um, that was actually in the hospital. I was in the assessment ward then. So, but on Hayden, it was really calm and then yeah. like really small contractions started and the midwife was like, whenever you want the epidural, we'll get it in. So I never really got to that like crying with pain okay. point. Okay, and what were the contractions like? Is that like, is there anything that you could relate it to for someone who hasn't been through it yet? Not I don't really know how to describe the pain, but all I know is it starts off really small and it's like building, building, building. Like an ache? Like yeah. A dull ache. Okay. And then it just gets to this point where you're like, I can't do this. And then it just drops off. Okay. And it just, the pain goes away. So it's a constant like, ooh. Okay. <sighs> and did they last for very long? No. Like 30 okay. seconds, maybe. I'm curious on both pregnancies, um, or maybe I guess it's more relevant to your first one, but how did you, how did what you expect pregnancy would be like and what labour would be like measure up with how it actually was? Were you, like, were you a lot more worried about it than you needed to be, do you think? Yeah, I was very worried. And like those no- moments during the night when you wake up and you're like, God, this baby has to come out of me. Like, yeah. I can't stay here forever. Like, and you get that like hot flush. Um, those moments are scary but I think they were the only kind of points where I was like freaked out those nights when you just couldn't sleep with pregnancy insomnia it'll probably come towards Mm -hmm. the end and then the waiting point as well is really tough like when you're like coming up to the end Mm -hmm. and you know that like that day is gonna come labor is totally different every time anyway and totally different for everyone and do you think you can't really plan it I mean you can go in the best of intentions but you have to be ready to roll with it yeah and I was like I did hypnobirthing. I was going for a pill birth. They wow. measured the baby and they were like, you won't get this out on your own for the first time. So I was like, okay, that's gone out the window. And, and then, how did that make you feel? Were you were you like happy to just do whatever needed to yeah. be done or did that throw you off? No, like I was like, whatever you think. Yeah. Um, I'm no expert. They see it every day. And I felt like whatever was going to happen and on Sienna, like on both of them, I kind of had absolutely everything happen. So, like, on Sienna, I had to have the suction, which didn't work. Had um, So what's that just... That's like... A, the, like, hoovering the baby out. Like, I think it just attaches to the baby's head and they're okay. able to 
pull and then I had the forceps, yeah. which eventually worked. I had an episiotomy. That's when they do yeah. a little snip. Um, I had like hands and everything. I had like so, uh, all the all the things that seemed like the, t- the most terrifying thing happened happened for you, yeah. and it was fine. Yeah, Rel- relatively speaking. Yeah, like like at one point I remember screaming like I can't do this, and the midwife was like, "You have to." Okay, <laughs> so I was like, "Okay." There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Um, and overall, how long was the experience of giving birth for both of them? On Sienna, I was in labour for 23 hours, but like you're only in active labour for like an hour. Okay, so you're not screaming their head off for 23 no, hours? Okay. No, like, and then Hayden was seven hours, but I was about, I think only about half an hour on him and I don't think he was moving at all. So they rushed me down, which was horrific. I remember just vomiting everywhere and crying oh, and Chris God. was so nervous and... Um, I just really didn't want to have a section after going through everything. Um, but thankfully we got them out in the end. Is um, vomiting kind of ex- to be expected around labour? No, uh, you have to, when you're going for a section, you have to take a tablet and a drink that like clears out your tummy. Oh, okay, okay. And like oh, Jesus, I first yeah. like poured the whole drink into my mouth and it just wasn't going down. Oh no. And then they were like, you have to take this, so calmed myself for a few okay. minutes and they're like stripping you you're signing papers alright so you, all the dignity just goes out the window oh, yeah. all the self control oh it does the minute you walk in okay. to the maternity hospital it's gone you're just like whatever okay yeah. what was that moment like when your newborn baby gets put on your chest oh it's lovely it was a bit scarier on Hayden um, but it was lovely on Sienna we got to do skin to skin for like an hour and I started to feed her in the delivery suite but then on Hayden he didn't come out breathing for a couple of seconds so his oxygen was really low, so they took him away to the baby unit. So they literally just showed him to me, and okay. then he was gone for like an hour. Oh so that was god, a little, that's hard. Yeah, that was sad. And he, but he came back to me within the hour, and I got to feed him and stuff before I went back to the ward. And is the feeding happening? I mean, as soon as possible uh, when they come out. Yeah, like they say, do skin to skin for like half an hour or so, and then you'll kind of know. But okay. he latched on and latched on for like an hour wow. after. Yeah. And then breastfeeding in general is something that you posted a lot about when he was very young. Yeah. Um, that you was it just that it was stressful, or was it he was he not latching on, or what? What was so, it about it that you wanted to document? I just was. I wasn't even going to share my feeding experience just because I'd had people give advice in the past, and, and it's just, always unsolicited advice. Yes, and people are militant about it. So I was like, I'm not even going to talk about feeding. And then yeah. I was like, Oh come on, like this is just what's going on. So the first two weeks, I started to feel a lot of pain and had like all the skin gone off my nipples, oh, God. which like I kind of expected because on Sienna, the same thing happened. But I was like, I've done this before. You think they'd be used to it. Yeah. 
Um, and then I went to a breastfeeding class and they told me that he had a tongue tie, a posterior tongue tie. So his tongue down the bottom, it was really tight to his, like the bottom of oh, his yeah, mouth. Oh yeah, okay. So we went and had that snipped. Ooh, yeah, it was actually fine. Okay, that's good. I was bawling yeah. crying. He didn't even wake up. Oh wow. Yeah. So we had that done and the latch was a little bit better. But then I started to experience like flu-like symptoms and I felt really sick. And I went back I actually went to my doctor because I felt so ill and they were closed for lunch and I had like a little breakdown in the car and I was like, what am I going to do? And I said, I'm still within my six weeks after having him so I can go back to the coom. Mm-hmm. So I went to the coom, went to the emergency room and they were like, you actually don't have an infection. It's like, oh my God, I feel so bad. Um, So they just gave so me... So you went to the coom for your symptoms? Yeah, your yeah. Your kind of flu-like yeah, symptoms? Yeah, anything for the first six weeks, you can go back at any stage. Okay. So they did like my blood test, checked me out and just said no. But they said we would suggest giving your nipples a break and pumping. So I did that for a couple of days, which was really a pain. I had to get up during the night to pump. Oh yeah. And then feed. So you're up double the time. But then I started to get a little bit better, things started to heal and then I'd say it was just coming up to the six weeks and I started to feel like a lump on one side, like a hard lump and I remember we were going out for our first date night and I felt horrendous and we were going to the cinema. But I got up and I got ready, dropped the kids down to my mum, it was the first time leaving them and we went to the cinema and I was like, I don't feel well, had to go into the toilet, thought I was going to vomit came back out Chris told me afterwards I was like as white as a ghost and I just said we have to leave I have to go home went home went to bed and then I just got up the next morning and went back to the coom and they said I had a really bad infection and they had to keep me in so I was kept in for four days oh god yeah with a really bad infection um I think your levels are meant to be like one or zero mine were like 200 levels of what you know infection in your blood whatever okay. whatever levels they I can't remember what they're called now but um yeah they were really high so they couldn't let me go so I was literally kept in he was with me thankfully so okay. we just literally stayed in fed and it was a block duct okay so that happens sometimes and just had to keep feeding and as painful as it is you just have to feed through it yeah and that was kind of like the end of the bad part so okay. kind of started to look up then. yeah still feeding him now a phase. yeah yeah and doing like one feed a day so I do his night feed and his first morning feed okay and then the rest is bottled yeah because I went away and forgot my pump and my supply dipped but I'm happy with doing them feeds yeah this is what I'm curious about because I mean you hear all the time breast is best and I know that scientifically that is true yeah Um, but you really have to well I think you really have to do what's right for you and the baby and I've had friends who've had a lot of difficulty with breastfeeding and they're punishing themselves yeah. so much they feel like they're not a good enough mother and if it's not working it's not working you have to adapt and yeah. I, I would hope that I won't be so hard on myself that I would end up in s- such a stressful situation I, like I, I think if you, you can start with the best of intentions you can try to breastfeed you can give it your all and then if it, I think for, for, for the mother I mean it's not just about the baby it's about you I think yeah. that combined feeding would help where, where that means your partner can help you yeah. in the night time and stuff do you think people are I mean I, 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 I've I started to get a little bit of it um, from documenting like my morning sickness people are I mean I'm not asking for advice but I'm just sharing people are giving opinions yeah. I'm a little bit scared of of the judgement that will come my way if I continue to share when the baby comes yeah. is that something that you've had to deal with? Yeah they do give you so much advice you just have to learn not to read it or read it and ignore it 
you know what's best and like even Chris was like please stop like you're, I was bawling crying during every feed and not looking forward to it and he was like will you just give him a bottle and I was yeah. adamant on not and only I went away from my friend's hen party and I thought I had enough supply in my freezer but I didn't okay. so I had to give him a bottle and I remember that night I was like I'm not going I was uncontrollable I was wow. bawling crying I was like I can't do this I'm not going on the hen like, and if you would go back now, w- would you tell yourself to just accept that? Yeah, and like it's not that big of a it deal. Re- it's no reflection on you. No, as a mother. and like I'm still feeding him, and he's nearly ten months. You know, so. Yeah. And is there any other? I mean, I suppose not everyone um, has like a big following who's listening, so they don't necessarily need to worry about getting a lot of uh, feedback. But I just think people, even if you're just meeting, even a taxi driver <laughs> is yeah. going to give you advice. Do you think it's just so important to kind of hone in on just your experience and what's what's relative to you and yeah. you'll figure it out? Because when you start to add everyone's opinions into the mix, even grandparents and stuff, yeah. it just becomes, it becomes too much. Like how do you, did you create like a boundary around yourself and your babies and your, your husband or your no, husband just, to be? To, <laughs> no, um, I just kind of would listen and shake it off. And I always remember people being like, oh, he must be hungry. And like, I knew his cry. So he had to cry when he was tired. He had to cry when he was hungry. He had to cry when he was in a little bit of pain. Like I knew the cry. Even Chris would say, what's that cry? Because I knew. So you kind of just, if someone's like, he must be hungry, he's not getting enough from you, which that line, he's not getting enough from you drives me insane. Oh, people say that? Oh yeah. Close people would say that. Oh wow. So you just kind of have to shrug it off and you know, you know your baby the best. Like even you know your baby better than the dad does because you're with them so much. Yeah. Um, And you have that bond um, that you just have to forget what people say. Don't take it to heart, which is hard to do when you're in a vulnerable state of mind anyway. Yeah, that actually brings me to my next question. We've spoken before about anxiety. Both of us have experienced and deal with it all the time. Um, How And people are asking me all the time now how my anxiety is through pregnancy, which I did an episode on, uh, which I will also be, uh, there'll be a mental health specific episode on on this series. Um, But how did you find your anxiety levels through pregnancy and afterwards? Because I guess afterwards you're just, you're not at all firing on all cylinders and sleep deprivation alone is enough to compromise your ability to think rationally. Yeah, I think I was okay on Sienna. Afterwards, I went back to therapy on her just because things were kind of getting a little bit too much. And then this time around, I went back about maybe 25 weeks to my therapist and had a good few sessions up until maybe two months ago. Yeah, and therapy is something that you do regularly anyway. Oh yeah, I she said I'm good now for the next while until <laughs> okay. I have another little yeah. um, episode, I like to call them. But yeah, I just went back to check in and then I actually on him, I was fine for like the first three months and then I experienced postnatal anxiety or wasn't postnatally depressed, um, but I had postnatal anxiety and I haven't really opened up about this at all. I went on medication when he was three months old and like it was the best thing ever it's mm. medication specific for breastfeeding there's a lot of them that you can't take while you breastfeed so obviously consult your doctor but yeah um the one I'm taking now is perfectly fine so it's a very low dosage but it just kind of leveled me out and made me feel normal again and yeah. happy there was times where Chris would come home from work and I was just a basket case yeah. yeah and just didn't feel like myself anymore just didn't know what was going on so yeah um, well, I think on. that's probably the most like strongest and most empowering thing you can do for yourself yeah. is to say well look I'm not okay I need help yeah. um, like I'm still on my anxiety medication um, even through pregnancy because my doctor said the one I'm on is there's absolutely no problem at all I yeah. continue to stay on it um, afterwards as well so do you think that you you haven't shared that because you're afraid of what people think yeah or I just didn't want people opinions yeah, yeah okay 
purely because I was breastfeeding. But like yeah. you, even if you say, I know that this one is safe, my doctor, my therapist has told yes. me. Everyone, the pharmacist still. said it's fine. Like they'll still have a say. Yeah. What do you know now that you could wish you could go back and tell yourself on your first pregnancy to kind of reassure yourself? <laughs> just don't eat as much. <laughs> <laughs> um, just that like it's going to be okay and trust the midwives and just go with the flow. Yeah. Don't worry as much about when the baby comes because it all just comes together. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, I want to talk a bit, a bit before we wrap up about just the practical stuff. So yeah. I want your advice. And this is selfishly for me as it is for every <laughs> listener. But the things that you bought and the things that you think are essential and things that maybe weren't. So if we start with the nursery. Yeah. Okay, so I've been reading lists online. It's like, oh, only 75 essentials. I'm like, seven. there's no such thing as 75 essentials. No. So what do you think is essential really to have for the, for the nursery or for like um, So I had a small cot. Like it was really small and I had a cocoon baby, which is incredible. They're for the first four months and they basically kind of curl the baby up a little bit. Their knees are over a little hump and they're strapped in and the cocoon baby is amazing. They settle okay. in that. It's great for reflux, colic, everything. Right. Um, I'm writing that one down. So yeah, that's a major must. Um, And then in the nursery, I have a rocking chair and I just find that great for like a little bit of alone time, for feeding, yeah. after bath. If you just need to get away. Yeah. Um, so the rocking motion is as good for you as it is for them. Yeah, I love it. Like I sit yeah. in there sometimes when he's fast asleep in my arms and I'll stay there for an extra half an hour for yeah. a bit of peace. Um, what else? I had this, it's similar to the Kakuna baby. It's like a little sleep nest. Okay. Um, And that was great. I actually brought that into hospital with me and instead of having the baby in the cot, because they're a bit of, they're a bit out of distance in the cot when the, when you're in the bed. And sometimes you find it very hard, especially if you've had a C-section to get in and out to yeah, get the baby. Yeah, physically you could be around. calling the nurse in all the time. So we brought in the little nest and it's not big at all. Yeah. And I had him on the bed with me for the majority of the time, okay. like sleeping. And you knew he was safe. Obviously they can't roll anyway, but you wouldn't yeah. want to leave them on the bed. Um, so that was great. Um, what else? Was there anything that you bought that you were like, oh, that was stupid? Like they grew out of it so quickly or? Not really stupid. It just didn't work for me this time around. I had the, the next to me crib where they like, it attaches to your bed. But I had him in the cocoon baby for four months and then I put him into his own bedroom. Okay. At four months he went in and he's in a big sleepy head, which is like the nest, but it's the size of the cot. And it kind of has, um edges like puff, padded sides okay which makes them think that like you're next to them sometimes yeah um what else a lot of it was beds Boogie. Like, yeah boogies are amazing I, I find boogies shopping so it is so stressful it's like harder to buy the boogie than it is to buy a car like yeah. it's like there's all these different brands and all these different ranges and like it's if depending if you're going to be off-roading yeah. or what I was like excuse me yeah. I thought everyone's needs would be the same with no. a newborn um, the one thing I would say about a boogie is make sure that your car seat Hayden is in his car seat now because he was asleep coming in. The car seat can attach. Yeah. Um, and that it folds easy. That one is the Cybex Prima and it falls so easy. Okay. Um, And it's just a dream. And make sure it fits in your boot. I had to sell my first car when I was pregnant on yeah. TNXI a Mini Cooper and you couldn't fit anything in the boot. So just make sure that the pram you're Think going practically. with. Yeah. yeah. Hospital, getting ready for the hospital then. So you've got your hospital bag for you and you've got your hospital stuff for the baby. Yeah. So what do you think is essential for, for you? Just and can you go to like pennies for this kind of stuff? You don't oh, need that. Yeah, super like fancy. I just just whatever, just pajamas, okay. clean underwear, a towel. I brought in a nice lavender spray to just spray on my pillow. Yeah, 
my friend said um, she sent me a list and she said she brought in an empty bottle like a you know like a LucasAid bottle or something that has this, this squirter on yeah. top because she said she was so afraid of um, like rubbing after oh, yeah. going to the toilet after having so many people said that, that she's like she just squirted water on I was no, like oh was my god fine. I never would have thought of that no I was yeah. fine okay um, that's all really and like you so don't just, need that much because your partner or your parents or anyone they're coming in yeah so I can bring like Chris used to bring washing home and bring fresh pajamas in, or if I needed more nursing bras. Um, how long were you in for both? Um, I was two days on both. Okay, um, that's not too long. Maybe it was three days on Sienna, two yeah. days on him. I actually got um, a fever while I was pregnant on Sienna, or while I was in labour, so I had to stay in a little bit longer because I was on antibiotics. But like okay. you just say, bring me in a new pair of yeah. PJs. Okay, fresh so pair. It does seem like people are kind of doing a lot of content around the hospital bag and laying everything out and it does seem quite overwhelming so you don't think you need to go to town on that stuff no like nursing pads maternity pads okay big knickers big knickers yeah okay (laughs) and for the baby um a couple of outfits i always suggest um newborn and like zero to three he wouldn't even fit in the newborn so he was in zero to three um and then, like, you get so many presents that people bring in baby girls. Like, I didn't know I was having a boy, so everyone brought in blue once I had him. Same with Sienna, they brought in pink, a couple of blankets, and just lots of nappies. And if you run out of things, like, the nurse, or the midwives have okay. all that stuff there. Yeah, okay, so you don't need to come in with, like, three suitcases. Oh, no. <laughs> and most of the stuff you bring in, you won't use anyway. And did you did you buy an awful lot of stuff in advance that you didn't end up needing, like, baby clothes because you got so many gifts and they grew out of them? Yeah, they grow so fast. So, especially the first, like, three months... I think most of the stuff just went through the wash once. Wow. Yeah, once okay. or twice. Um, so just get your basic baby grows. Yeah, baby grows vests. And yeah. I, like he's 10 months and he's still in baby grows. Yeah. I love them in baby grows. They're so comfortable. Oh, so yeah. I barely ever dress them. I don't have much clothes for them. Yeah. Okay, so you can leave the clothes to probably get in gifts. People will yeah. probably share yeah. stuff. Yeah, and then you kind of want to go shopping once the baby is here. Yeah. But, like he lives in baby grows. Okay. Gets up, gets changed into another one. It's so cute. I love mm-hmm. the little like the little onesies for yeah, bedtime. Yeah, they're Lovely. so nice. So before we wrap up, then just general advice for for anxious pregnant women or women who are so anxious that they're afraid to get pregnant in the first place. What would you say? Like it is the most natural thing, and our bodies are. Oh God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> our bodies are made to do it, so don't be too nervous. And like there are services there if you need to go speak to someone, speak to your partner. Yeah. your midwives on your checkups just air your worries because I think a problem shared is a problem halved and, and there's no question too stupid no. I mean that's what they told me in the rotunda where I am and yeah. I didn't realise there's a whole mental health department yeah. there and I felt like oh, oh I didn't want to be bothering them if I had any concerns mm. but you know the coom is the same if you for. need it just ask at one of your checkups and they'll refer you and yeah. you get an appointment yeah and the thing maybe the, the one kind of vice you had or the food that made you feel amazing throughout pregnancy Oh God! Chicken nuggets is it is yeah, for me. Like, chicken nuggets and pineapple. I ate loads of pineapple on yeah. Sienna. I didn't bring on my labour, but what did I love? Oh, was it supposed to bring on labour? Yeah. I'm eating it by the gallon like oh, every really? day. Oh my God, I just love it. I just watery fruit. I guess yeah. it's just hydration. Yeah, I don't know really what I loved on either of them. I didn't really. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I think we're done now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you're getting very vocal. Yeah. 
Well, Grace, thank you so, so much. Um, If people want to follow your journey as a mother of two now and you're preparing for your wedding, when is that going to be? Next July. Next July. They can follow you on... Faces by Grace. Faces by Grace 23. That's on Instagram and Snapchat. Mm, No. Are you a TikToker now? No, I have it, but I don't use it. Yeah, I can't be dealing with it anymore. Too old for that. Yeah. (laughs) I have the BBC News, the RT News, Instagram (laughs) and my email. That's That's it. it. Thank you so, so much for joining me. Thank you for being so open and honest about everything. Best of luck. Thank you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.